Werabee. Therapy wherever, whenever. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with a Therapist. My name is Philip Anderson. I am a therapist and the founder of Werapi. Today, I'm going to talk about OCD, uh, what OCD is, how uh, OCD develops, and relate that to anxiety. And I'm also going to um, tell you how OCD can be treated. Um, but before we begin, I want to let you know about my therapy world tour. So my ambition in my career is to treat one person from every country in the world. And uh, in order to achieve this, um, I am offering one free therapy session to one person from three countries every week. And I'm, I post those countries on Monday um, on my Instagram account. But I'm also revealing one country in each segment of today's podcast. So please stay tuned throughout the podcast to find out which countries I am offering one three, free, sorry, one free therapy session to. So without further ado, let's begin. Welcome to the first section of the podcast and in this section we're going to discuss what is OCD but before I do that I'm going to introduce to you the first country in my therapy world tour this week and that country is Guatemala so if you're one if you if you live in Guatemala or if you're from Guatemala and you're interested in a free therapy session then just go over to Werapi's Instagram account at Werapi underscore ENG and send me a direct message. And if you're the first one to do this, then you'll get a free therapy session. Uh, and this is part of, as I told you um, earlier, my therapy world tour. Uh, so my ambition is to have one therapy session with one person from every country in the world so i'm gonna continue to offer this every week and if you want to follow it go over to at werapi underscore eng and follow me there because i'm uploading three new countries every monday yeah so what is ocd o stands for obsessive c stands for compulsive and d stands for disorder and this is a mental illness that affects both men and women equally and and is kind of available in all uh, or available but uh, affects all different age groups uh, a lot of the time it starts in during puberty or early adulthood but there are people who develop it later in life as well. And an obsession is an unwanted thought or image or urge that repeatedly enters our mind. And a compulsion is a repetitive behavior or a mental act that we feel like we need to do to temporarily 
relieve ourselves of the anxiety associated to the obsession. And OCD is an, a vicious circle. Yeah? Um, and for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you will be able to see that in this circle we have, it begins with an obsessive thought. Yeah? So here we have an obsessive thought. And that leads to an anxiety developing. If I don't do this, then I'm going to have anxiety. Yeah? And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in the next part of the podcast. And that anxiety, in turn, leads to a compulsive behavior. And that compulsive behavior gives a temporary relief. So this is the vicious circle of OCD. So a temporary relief that leads to an obsessive thought. Yeah, it goes back. Yeah. We're never really free from this obsession. Yeah. So this is how OCD works. And in the next part of the podcast, I'm going to talk about how OCD develops. And as you know, this is linked to anxiety. Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to introduce to you in the next part of the podcast is how we become a person with OCD. So stay tuned for that. So welcome to the second part of the podcast. In the first part of the podcast, we uh, took a look at what OCD is. And now we're going to look at how OCD develops and we're going to link it to anxiety. But before we begin, um, let me introduce to you the second country um, in the free podcast uh, countries. So if you if you didn't watch the first part and didn't watch the intro to this podcast or listen to it rather, yeah, um, I am offering one free therapy session uh, to one person from every country in the world as part of my therapy world tour. Yeah? And every week I introduce three countries which I'm offering it to. Uh, and the first person to send me a direct message um, from these countries that I um, mention in the podcasts will get one free therapy session. Yeah? Um, and they can contact me uh, in uh, Werapi's, through Werapi's uh, Instagram account at Werapi underscore ENG or my personal uh, uh, Instagram account at Werapi Phil or through Facebook. And that's also Werapi and Philip. Yeah, so just search for me there and get in contact with me. 
and the second country is New Caledonia. So if you're from New Caledonia and you want a free therapy session, get over to Instagram and get in contact with me. So without further ado, how does anxiety, or rather how does OCD develop as a result of anxiety? And I think the anxiety aspect of OCD is overlooked because we have an anxiety within us that we're trying to control compulsively, see, uh, and we have an obsession over O. Um, so we do something in order to stop the anxiety from developing because we're quite afraid of having that anxiety. And for those of you who have followed me quite uh, a long time, you would have seen uh, my graphs about anxiety. Um, and so this might be a little bit of a repetition for you guys, but I think it's quite, quite an interesting way to think of OCD. Yeah. So we have, I'm going to, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you will be able to see this, but I have two axes, one vertical, which is... Uh, anxiety and then one horizontal which is time here you'll see it and when we get or when we have an anxiety attack or when we start feeling anxious we feel like the anxiety is going up you know? obviously, and it's going up at a quite a quick pace. And when we're in this state, we think that the anxiety will just keep on going up in the same, uh, at the same pace yeah, and intensity. So we just imagine that it will go up like this and that something crazy will happen up here. We'll get a heart attack or, or we'll just have a complete meltdown. Yeah. And, and, no one has ever died of anxiety. Yeah. Um, it might feel as if you are going to. Um, and uh, a lot of people feel, a lot of people mistake um, panic attacks for heart attacks and the like. But this is just an illusion. Yeah. But before we get to this point, yeah, when we're thinking about how it develops, we, we do something here. So for some of us, it's... Kind of we smoke a cigarette, we drink alcohol, we do drugs, we turn on the TV, we um, we call um, our parents or we call a loved one, um, we go out running, we go training, um, anything, yeah. Um, and for people who have an obsessive compulsive disorder or develop that, and they have very kind of small things that they do, yeah. And once we do this thing, we feel like the anxiety goes down straight away. And this tells us that, well, this thing actually worked, yeah. And then the next time anxiety comes back, it comes back even kind of sharper, quicker, uh, more intense pace, yeah. And then we do this thing again, and then it goes down again, yeah? And then the next time it comes back, it happens again 
and again and again until we're here. Yeah? And this is where OCD lives. Yeah? We do the thing. We do that control. We we yeah. I call it a control mechanism. Yeah, it's um, a kind of long word, so I don't really like it uh, so much. But we we do that control mechanism yeah, or um, controlling action yeah? um, before the anxiety develops. Yeah, so we do it. We think that okay, well, if if this glass isn't standing exactly here. Then I'm going to get anxiety. So I'm going to put it exactly here. If I don't wash my hands, then I'm going to get anxiety. And this is linked back to a time much, much earlier when maybe someone got sick by not washing their hands. Yeah. And that person remembers that. So now they, they wash their hands before. The anxiety actually kicks in. Yeah? It may have started this way. Yeah? It may have started that they kind of felt an anxiety and then they washed their hands. And then they uh, felt better after that and then they got anxiety again. It got up a little bit. It was a little bit more intense. They washed their hands and it went down again. And it just developed and developed and developed until they were washing their hands for maybe half an hour until their hands are red before the anxiety actually even comes yeah they're expecting the anxiety to come and that's where it becomes obsessive yeah so i think this is quite a good way of thinking of um ocd yeah um i hope that my explanation was clear enough for those of you who are not watching on my YouTube channel. Um, let me just repeat it <laughs> for, for you guys. So anxiety goes in an upward trajectory. Uh, we try to control it uh, by doing a certain action. That action uh, makes us feel less anxious, but it affirms the anxiety. It affirms the anxiety's control over us. So the next time the anxiety comes back, it becomes back more intense. So we do that action earlier. Yeah? And this pattern continues until we do the action before the anxiety is even there. Yeah? Um, and that's why we develop this obsessive compulsive control yeah, over um, all aspects of our lives. Yeah. Um, and in many cases, um, I've uh, treated a lot of people who have had this yeah, to a smaller degree. Yeah. Um, it can develop and become really bad where they can't even live properly. Yeah. I've actually never met somebody who's, who's to that degree. But um, washing their hands, checking the lock um, on the door, um, standing in the shower for several hours because they, they want to be as clean as possible. Yeah. And this is linked to an inner anxiety. Yeah. Um, for some people, um, some people with autism can, can kind of show the same symptoms without it being an obsessive compulsive, uh, disorder. Yeah. But it's, it can, it, there is a clear link in this case 
to anxiety. So I think it's quite good to think of it in, in this way. Yeah. So in the next video, I'm going to talk about ways in which we can treat this. So welcome to the third and final part of this week's podcast about OCD. So in the first part, we talked about what OCD is. Then we talked about how OCD develops, and we've linked this to anxiety. And in the third part, we're going to talk about how we can treat OCD. But before I do that, I'm going to introduce the third and final country in this week's therapy world tour. And that country is Oman. So if you're from Oman and you want one free therapy session, make sure you're the first one to contact me and do so by going over to at therapy underscore ENG on Instagram and send me a direct message. Um, and if you want to know the three countries that I'm offering uh, ahead of time, one day ahead of time, because I post the three countries uh, every Monday on Instagram. Yeah? There's three new countries every week. And if you want to know that one day ahead of time, then make sure to subscribe to my newsletter, um, which is available at therapy.com. Um, then you're going to get them uh, on Sunday. So you're going to know about them on Sunday. So if you're from those countries, then you'll have one uh, extra day to make sure that you're the first one to contact me. Yeah. So how do we treat OCD? And the first step, first and maybe most important step is... Um, is how we kind of relate to people with OCD or um, if we have OCD uh, in some sort of way um, as the kind of letters uh, say uh, OCD is an obsession yeah so it might it might be that we come into a room and we need to make sure that we touch every object in the room yeah um, before we sit down because otherwise we'll get an anxiety which I talked about in uh, in the last section yeah that we think is going to develop so quickly and so intensely that something is going to happen with our person that we're going to have a heart attack or just not exist yeah so it's the threat um or the negative consequences of not doing that action, which is obsessive, is so real to this person. Yeah. So we need to, if we have a person with OCD in, in our lives, then we need to make sure that we kind of have the kid gloves on a little bit. And if we are somebody who is, who has some sort of OCD, yeah, and if you're if you have it and you're watching this video and if you're so if you're kind of at that level of awareness of it then um then your ocd would probably um without knowing you not be so strong at such a, a strong level that it's affecting kind of your um, your ability to live your life yeah um, but 
so we need a, the first step is not to make it worse yeah and that might sound funny but sometimes we want to get a change so fast yeah we want to feel good feel normal yeah the urge to feel normal and to have um, good mental health is so strong that we push ourselves and it gives the absolute opposite effect yeah and i've seen this with some patients yeah that um they are in the shower for maybe two hours yeah and then uh, and then the parents or or they start to kind of work on themselves yeah um and then it just the pressure just gets too much and they end up in the shower for three or four hours yeah and still not feeling feeling clean yeah so we just want to kind of get the obsession to level off yeah that what they're doing at the current moment is enough yeah um uh, if you're wondering why i'm so uh silent just now it's because i'm writing on my whiteboard yeah get the obsession to level off And we do so by by just kind of when and now I'm talking um, kind of with the thought of somebody helping this person with OCD. Yeah, um, that person helping would kind of have to normalize what the person is doing and know the person's routine and then say, well it's good here this is this is enough yeah. if you're wondering what that sound is in the background it's my dog who's come into the studio who's sat himself down yeah or i don't, I don't know what he's doing um but yeah he's scratching on the floor <laughs> i can hear that now so we need to kind of understand that person with OCD, their routine, and then we need to stop them when uh, when they feel the urge to go one step further than they usually do, yeah. And then the second part is to uh, is obviously to work on the OCD, yeah. And this is kind of after a longer period of normalizing the OCD and you can we work on OCD um, by looking at the obsession yeah um, uh, let me just write this down uh, one minute um, I can't spell now whatever um so we do certain exercises so if the ocd is connected to for example washing your hands then it sounds very simple but we have a timer next to the sink and we wash our hands for 30 seconds and then we 
stop the timer, yeah, or the timer goes off, yeah, and then we reset the timer to five minutes. And in those five minutes, we are not going to wash our hands. Yeah. And then for every time we do this, we make the time in between washing hands longer. Yeah. So the next time it will be 30 seconds and then it would be maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and we do this, we keep on doing this. Yeah. And um, OCD can kind of get worse if there's something in your life that is stressing you out as well. Yeah. So even if we're fully treated for for OCD and we feel like we can we can live our lives properly yeah when that stress comes back in our lives the OCD uh, might come back as well yeah. so um these exercises are very handy and very good to have with us throughout our lives yeah if we have this vulnerability yeah to to having these compulsive acts yeah um so the exercises yeah and then the third thing which i think can help yeah um and this is something that i think um somebody somebody connected to the person with OCD would have to help with. Yeah, it's not so much the person themselves, yeah, but it's understanding what's going on in the body. Because yeah. when we have OCD, we're looking at what's outside of us. And so we're touching all the things in the room to make ourselves feel uh, okay with the situation, yeah, to stop our anxiety. Yeah. Or we're entering the room in a certain way or we're touching uh, the handle of the door to make sure that it's locked or we're washing our hands in a certain way so we're looking at the act yeah we're focusing outside of our body and we're not focusing so much inside of our body yeah we're not looking at that anxiety yeah so keeping kind of a an eye on that anxiety is very very important yeah and this is what where if you're a friend or a family member of somebody with ocd you can help um them with yeah this is an area that you can help them with um and that's simply by just being their anxiety coach um and here you can say well um you whatever your name is yeah uh, whatever your friend's name is I can see that you have anxiety now. Um, I can see it because you are fidgeting with things and I can see it in your eyes and uh, you're smiling in that nervous way. Um, and I can uh, suspect that you might have sweaty palms and your heart might be beating that little bit faster and you might be breathing that little bit faster as well. This is anxiety. Why do you think anxiety is here right now? Yeah. And then your friend would have to answer, yeah. Um, oh, well, it's because of this small room or it's because of um, uh, if I don't, if I don't actually go into this room in this way, then, then this will happen. Okay, well, if that happens, then how will that affect you? Yeah. And you just keep 
them focused on the anxiety. So you have this role play with the person who has the anxiety. Yeah. And you connect it to that bodily sensation of anxiety. Yeah. You describe their anxiety, what you see. Yeah. And you help them to describe what they see. And then you link it to what happens in the room. Yeah. So you keep that focus on the anxiety. And the anxiety will eventually go away. Yeah. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you will see it uh, listed on the whiteboard. Uh, the three things to do is to get the OCDB to level off. Yeah, it sounds uh, easier said than done. Yeah, and then the exercises that I mentioned uh, with the timer, and then being the anxiety coach. Yeah, so give these three uh, things a try. Um, and I'm sure you will see some positive effects. Thank you very much uh, for listening to the podcast today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you like it, please follow on uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I put up a new podcast every other week about mental health. And if you are interested in following me on um Instagram, it's uh, Werapi underscore ENG, and then also uh, on Facebook, it's Werapi, and Twitter, I don't use that much, but I also have an account there, so just search for Werapi if you're interested, and of course, YouTube. Otherwise, I offer therapy sessions for 70 US dollars, um, a session, online sessions, available at werapi.com and I also have a bunch of online courses there available with a subscription to Werapi Plus. So if you're interested, just go over there and check it all out. Otherwise, have a great day and take care of yourself.